You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 195. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and today we are diving into the six pillars of my content creation process. My listeners are often asking me, Amy, how do you create so much content in your business? And my answer relates back to these six pillars. I think I look at content much differently than a lot of other marketers and content creators. I break up my content into different pillars, and then I decide how I'm going to spend my time in each of those pillars and where I'm going to put my focus. And the goal of this episode is to take away the overwhelm of content creation for you, because I know that creating a lot of content, getting out a weekly blog or weekly podcast or weekly video show can be a lot of work. Plus, you've got the content inside of your programs and your promotions and all the other stuff you're creating. So in order to take away that overwhelm, I wanted to break down the process for you and then give you some words of wisdom or recommendations as to where you should be spending your time when it comes to your content. The other thing I wanted to let you know is that this episode also comes with a slide share presentation. I wanted to show you and not just tell you, and sometimes that's a little tough with a podcast. So at the end of this episode, I'm going to tell you how to grab my free slide share presentation so that everything you learn about the six pillars of content creation can actually be seen in a slide share so you can see the examples and see what I'm talking about and really, again, bring it to life with visuals. So I'll tell you about how to get your hands on that at the very end. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump in to the six pillars of my content creation process. When you run an online business, your marketing metrics will tell you what in your business is profitable and where you're throwing money away. Yikes. That's pretty important, right? Luckily, I've put together the Ultimate Marketing Metrics Checklist, which is a free resource that will guide you through tracking and analyzing the most crucial metrics for your business. And let me tell you, I'm going to keep it simple but effective. From evergreen data and revenue generation to podcast metrics and social media growth, this cheat sheet will cover it all. It's the exact one my team and I use to track our metrics on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. Let me be honest here. This wasn't an overnight process win for me. It took me 10 years to build this comprehensive list and get it just right. But you, my friend, can start using it today, tailoring it to suit your business-specific needs, but not having to start from scratch like I did. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just getting started, this cheat sheet will help you make informed decisions as you grow your business and empower you to move forward confidently. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics to get your hands on the ultimate marketing metrics cheat sheet now. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics. 
If you listen to my podcast regularly, then you likely heard episode number 191, where I walked you through a week in the life of my online business. And in that episode, I talked about walking my dog Scout every morning and listening to different podcast episodes. And I mentioned that I was really hooked on one podcast series specifically called Making Oprah. And in that episode, you get to hear from Oprah and her team. And one thing they shared is that with every episode that came out, they would make sure that they had an intention behind that episode, meaning it wasn't okay just to say, this episode's great because it's going to be entertaining or it will make people laugh. There had to be a deeper intention for that episode in order for Oprah to approve it and it to go live. And I love that way of thinking because when you're creating content, you really do need to have intention behind every single piece of content. And these six pillars help you do just that. So I want you to keep thinking about what's my intention as I walk you through the pillars. First, let's walk through the six pillars and then let me get into each one of them in detail. Pillar number one is the free attractor content. And by attractor content, I mean attracting your ideal avatar with the content you're putting out there. So I'll give you a bunch of examples, but that is pillar number one. Pillar number two is free tribe content. The tribe is who I've already attracted, and I want to grow that relationship. It's the know, like, and trust factor. It's building that affinity. It's the content that keeps people around, and it makes them feel as though they are a part of your world. So that's the free tribe content. Pillar number three is the free promo content. It's all that content you create in order to get people to pay attention to your promotions, your campaigns, your launches. Again, examples are coming soon. Pillar number four, the paid course content. So the first three pillars were free content. Now we've gotten into paid course content. So this is all the content that you create inside of your digital course, the modules, the cheat sheets, the audio files, whatever it might be, people pay for that content. Pillar number five is the paid bonus content. So this is all the content you create to make your offer really irresistible. And pillar number six is the paid relationship content. I didn't know that this was a pillar in my business until I sat down and really dissected all of the different content I create. And I realized that paid relationship content is where I actually create massive loyalty and keep people coming back for more. And that's why I have people that have bought every single program that I've ever put out there because I build a relationship with them once they become my students. So I love talking about paid relationship content, and I'll give you a really good example of that one as well. So let's start at the top with pillar number one, the free attractor content. This is the content that you are going to create in order to attract your ideal customer avatar. And you want that content to be a really good representation of your brand, who you are and what you are all about. So can you guess what content I use for my free attractor content? Well, if you're guessing this podcast, you're right. This podcast is a great 
example of free attractor content because I get to talk about list building, course creation, webinars, and all the other topics that fall around the perimeter of that, email marketing, social media, live video. And so all those topics are a great representation of my brand. As you all know, I sell a program around list building. I sell a program around course creation and another one around webinars. And so because I know what I'm selling, it's very easy for me to think, okay, so what topic should I talk about for my free attractor content? So if you're struggling with that base level free valuable content, then you're likely unsure about what you want to sell or who you're selling to. So that might be a really good red flag. I say good red flag because it's a quality problem figuring out, okay, maybe I'm a little bit confused about what I'm selling or who I'm selling to. And that's why I just can't figure out what kind of content to put out there to attract my ideal customer avatar. So my podcast is a great use of this free attractor content pillar. And for you, it might be a weekly blog or maybe a video show. It doesn't have to be a podcast. More importantly, it's the content that you're putting out there. Also, my freebies that I do every so often on this podcast are perfect for free attractor content because I'm using these freebies to attract my audience and get them on my email list. So you all know that I do some pretty elaborate freebies for specific episodes on the podcast. And one thing that is really important is for me to ask myself before I create a freebie for the podcast, three questions. And that helps me determine, do I want to create a freebie to go along with the podcast episode? So I'm going to share those questions that I ask myself or If I'm working with someone on the content for this podcast episode, we will ask each other these questions and kind of figure out, does this episode need a freebie? So the first question we ask is, will a cheat sheet help my listeners implement what I just taught them? So if the answer is yes, then I'll create some kind of cheat sheet checklist guide that goes along with the podcast episode. The other question is, does this episode need a visual? So remember I said I'm creating a slide share presentation for this episode. I think this episode needs a visual because I want to show you some examples and the content's kind of heavy. I'm going through six pillars, so I want you to have something to refer back to. Here's another one. Will extra info bring the topic a step forward? So I don't want to just always regurgitate in the freebie what I just taught you. I think it's more valuable if I take it a step further or if I offer something even more beyond the episode, or maybe I walk you through a worksheet to get the ideas out of your head and onto paper so that you can move forward with what I just taught you. So that's another question I ask, will extra info bring the topic a step forward, not just regurgitate what I just taught? So my freebies are free attractor content. They're in that first pillar. That's where I see them. Also, one more thing I'll add is that this year I'm trying to, or I guess moving into the new year, I'm trying to add more mixed media to my podcast. And so let's say, well, I did this on a podcast where I talked about how I put together my podcast. I know very meta, but I did an episode all about how I podcast my process, my system. I'll link to it in my show notes if you didn't hear that one. But 
in that episode on the show notes, I made a quick video where I showed you around my podcast equipment and I showed you exactly what I use because I wanted you to see how simple I keep it. And so that was a video in the show notes. So now you've got the podcast where you can listen. A lot of my freebies are PDF, so you could download them. And in this case, for the podcast episode, I did a video. So mixing up the media is also a great example of attractor content because not all of my new audience want to listen. Maybe they want to watch or maybe they love the PDFs that they can download. So I want to give options to the audience that I'm attracting into my world. So again, really the podcast is the free attractor content for you. Again, it might be a blog or a video, but you want to determine what your free attractor content is. And then I enhance it with the freebies and then the mixed media. Okay. So the key lesson here is that whatever you choose as your free attractor content, pillar one, you want to create a rinse and repeat process. That's your key lesson. Create a rinse and repeat process, because this is something that you're going to be doing hopefully weekly. And so you want to make sure that it is not something that you're scattering to do all the time or that it feels very heavy because then you won't do it. And the more free attractor content you get out there, the bigger your audience, you're casting a wider net. And I want to just kind of give a shout out to podcasting. I love podcasting as a free attractor content pillar because I put it on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play. So I'm actually casting a wide net without having to do much of anything else by putting it on the extra platforms and finding more people. So whatever you do for the free attractor content, you want to make sure that you're able to put it out there and attract new people. Maybe it's a Facebook live. And so you're pushing it out to Facebook and you're boosting that Facebook live. So it gets out to people beyond just your fans. So I want you to start thinking about how can I cast a wider net? Because the whole goal is to bring new people into my world. Okay. Moving on to the free tribe content, which is pillar number two, the free tribe content. So the way I look at free tribe content is that I've used my podcast to attract people in, but there's a little overlap in the sense that I use my podcast to also solidify my tribe. Some of you actually listen to every single episode I put out on my podcast. You are my tribe. You keep coming back for more. Some of you have every single program I've ever created. You are in my tribe. And maybe you don't listen to every single episode, but you keep coming back for more because you think I offer value. You too are part of my tribe. And so just by the consistency of my podcast, I am attracting my tribe. The tribe, if you think about it, is basically the free attractor content, that audience that I'm attracting, I'm pulling them closer. So the tribe is just one more step closer to me and my brand and my business and what I'm all about. So it's more intimate. So if you start to listen to every episode, then you heard the episode where I talked about my battle with video and my weight issues, or you likely heard the episode where I brought on my husband, Hobie, and we talked about what it's like to be married to an entrepreneur, the good, the bad, the ugly. So the episodes where I really share the vulnerable stuff, and I'm trying to do more and more of that, 
Those episodes are for my tribe. Those are for those of you that want to know me more and you're curious about behind the scenes and, and what my life looks like as an entrepreneur. So the specific content where I'm more vulnerable and I invite you in closer and I really share the good stuff, that's for my tribe. So there's overlap with the podcast. I use it for attracting and I use it to bring my tribe closer. So that's another reason why I feel like the podcast, or you could do it with a blog or a video show as well, is just so powerful. It attracts and it brings your tribe closer, creates a tribe and brings them in closer. So getting back to the free tribe content, definitely my podcast, there's overlap there. But also I do weekly emails And every single time I send a weekly email every Thursday, that email is to announce that I have a new podcast episode coming out. The only people that are going to get the email are obviously my subscribers, those on my email list. If you're on my email list and if you're opening up my emails, you're part of my tribe. And so those emails tend to be personal. I add images and videos in those emails and I tell stories. So they're for my tribe to bring you all closer. Also, I can get you to listen to my podcast more consistently if I remind you that there's a podcast episode. So getting people on my email list, that's moving them into that tribe area as well, or that pillar. So the emails, I see those as free tribe content. And then finally, my social media. It might surprise you to hear me say that my social media is not for my free attractor content. It's not to attract new people. It's actually to bring my tribe closer because in social media, I share video. I talk about my dog Scout. I share video of my home and behind the scenes and all that good stuff. And I share content around my weekly podcast, but that video let's say on Insta story or that post on Facebook, they tend to be more open, raw, honest, and vulnerable as well, because I'm just bringing you all closer. I want you close because I want to share things with you that I wouldn't necessarily share with a stranger. So I treat my social media as a pillar for my tribe, the content that I create just for my tribe. And of course, my social media is going to attract a new audience, but that's not my number one priority with it. So I might look at it differently than some other people do, but it works for me. And then the last thing I'll say is that on social media, sometimes I do fun giveaways. So earlier this year, we did a Starbucks coffee giveaway where on Insta stories, we actually did this whole story. It was like 10 different short little videos where we shared a barcode that any one of my followers could take into Starbucks and use up to $10 from this barcode to buy themselves a cup of coffee and a little treat if you wanted something a little extra. And so we put a few hundred dollars on this barcode and then sent it out on social media and said, it's Monday morning, you need a cup of joe, your morning coffee's on me. So I do things like that for my tribe, not to attract new people into my world, but to thank those who have been supporters and followers for episode after episode after episode of my podcast. And they've just been super loyal to what I've been putting out there. So that's another way that I create free tribe content. Okay, the key lesson, get vulnerable. I've learned that in 
2017, so I'm not sure if this episode comes out in the new year, but throughout 2017, I learned slowly but surely that I needed to be more honest, real, and vulnerable. And the more vulnerable I am, that's for my tribe. That's to share with my tribe because you all share your secrets and your challenges and your issues with me, and I want to do the same with you. So the key lesson for the free tribe content is get vulnerable. All right, moving on to pillar number three, and that is free promo content. So this is the content that you create for your promotions before you sell anything. So for me and my business, a webinar is a perfect example of free promo content. For you, it might be a three-part video series, a challenge, just a single video, something that you're using to lead up to a sale. And so look at your free promo content. And I want you to ask yourself, how much time, effort, and energy do you put into that content? Because if you've been running your business for a while, if you have maybe a small but mighty team, which is basically what I call my team. If you have a little help, you've been in business for a while, you're selling online, then this is the area where you want to spend the bulk of your content creation time. Not all of it, but this is the stuff that leads to revenue. So your pre-promo content. So again, webinars, maybe some kind of freebie that puts your audience into a funnel where you eventually sell to them, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Insta story ads, which are those 15 second videos that you can turn into an ad. That's all free promo content. And I spend a lot of time in this area because I want the content to be really valuable, make a big impact before I sell anything. I often say that when I do a webinar, the first 45 minutes when I'm just giving free, valuable content away, that is my idea of earning the right to sell. Now, that might not work for everybody, and you don't necessarily have to earn the right, but I know that if someone comes on my webinar, no matter if they buy or not, they're going to walk away feeling like they got a lot of value. And so when I then talk about a program someone can buy, I know that I've given them enough to decide if this program is a perfect next step for them. And so that's why I put so much effort into those webinars. I spend a week working on webinar content. So free promo content, that's pillar three. And again, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, my webinar, my freebies that might lead directly into a funnel where I sell. And then another example of free promo content are testimonials and case studies. And moving into the new year, this is an area that we are really going to overhaul in my business because we've never done a great job of putting together a system to collect testimonials and case studies. And I feel like storytelling through my students who have gotten results is the best way for me to sell anything. The story sells my programs. And so we have started to make a bigger effort here. So I use testimonials in my webinar. I have a success stories tab on the sales page of my webinars that convert sales page. I use testimonials inside of my emails and I want to do more and more of this. But anytime you have a good case study or a good testimonial, that is great free promo content. 
When you start looking at your testimonials and case studies as content, you'll start putting a bigger focus and more energy into those stories. That means you get on the phone with somebody who's gone through your program. You ask them about their experience. You learn about their results and you, let's say, write a story about them and put it on your sales page. Or you tell their story in a video or you interview them on video and they get to tell their story. That is free promo content. Pillar number three. All right, the key lesson here is make your time and money here really count. So as I said, when I first started talking about pillar three, if you've been in business for a while, this is an area that you definitely want to pay close attention to and put some money in it in terms of paid advertising, because that is content. Also to back up a little bit, let's say you're totally brand new, just starting out first year of business you are going to put your main focus on your free attractor content and your free tribe content. You're putting something out there on a weekly basis. You are creating content that is a good representation of your brand, and you're starting to pull your audience closer so that they become your tribe. That's where you're going to spend the bulk of your time. And if you have nothing to sell yet, for sure, it's those first two pillars. But as you have something to sell, then you're going to be spending more time in pillar three. And that doesn't mean that you're going to not be creating consistent content in pillar one and two. It means that you have a system, a process in place that that is maybe not on autopilot, but it's happening regularly. You already have a system in place like me and my mega batching. I've talked about that in a podcast before. If you want to learn how to mega batch so that you can have more time to spend in your free promo content pillar and you want to mega batch your weekly podcast or weekly blog, make sure to check out that podcast episode I did on mega batching. I'll link to it in the show notes. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 195. Those are the show notes for this episode. I'll link to some of these past episodes that you might've missed. Okay. So moving on to pillar number four, paid course content. And this one is pretty self-explanatory. This is the content that you create for your digital courses. It's the modules, the cheat sheets and checklists that are inside of your program. And it's what you are selling if you're selling digital courses. But that is pillar four, paid course content. And this is the pillar that definitely is a little bit overwhelming when you've never created a course. Heck, it's still sometimes overwhelming to me. And I've created many, many courses. This pillar takes a while. This is the pillar that you're probably working on for a few months to create your course, but you're also doing other things at the same time so that you're multitasking a bit. When you're creating a course, you're also running the business. And I think that's where the overwhelm comes into play. But likely you're only doing your paid course content two or three times a year. I don't think you need to create a bunch of digital courses in order to be profitable in your business. Heck, right now, I only have three. We're going to add one more in this coming year, but I don't think you need a bunch. So if you just create one or two each year, and then you really focus on launching it and relaunching it and relaunching it, you can see some amazing progress for sure. Okay. So The key principle for pillar number four, paid course content is, or the key lesson I should say, is don't do it alone. One of the biggest mistakes I've made from the get-go is I do all of my course creation on my own. So that means I create the outlines, I create the slide decks, I record all of it, and I even edit my 
module videos. And I just think that that's not the best use of my time. If I got some extra help with some of that, I could get through it faster. So if you have a little extra revenue in order to pay for some extra support, look at all the things you do to create a course and see where you might be able to pull someone in to help you get it done faster and not overwhelm you through the process. All right, moving on to pillar number five, paid bonus content. So one of the things that I want to talk about more and more on this podcast is putting together your offer. And as you all know, I teach how to create an online course, how to sell that course on webinars. But if you have an offer that just isn't resonating with your audience, no matter if you have the best webinar in the world or the best digital course in the world, it's not going to sell well. The offer is basically everything that you're going to give in exchange, of course, for whatever they pay for it. And that offer needs to seem very irresistible so your audience just can't pass it up. And so part of the offer is your bonus content. So that's why I've made this pillar number five paid bonus content. And I do definitely focus some good attention on my bonuses. And one of the things I've learned over the years is that when you create a bonus, you want to make sure that that bonus either enhances the experience of the student going through your digital course, or it helps them get to the finish line faster. So I created an entire podcast episode around how to figure out which bonuses you should add to your offer. And I'm going to link to that in the show notes. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 195. I'm going to link to the bonus episode I did on this podcast because it was one of my favorites I've ever created because it helps you figure out how to come up with some really good bonuses without overwhelming your audience with too much content. So the key lesson here with pillar number five, paid bonus content is that you want to shop around your offer. Meaning once you put together your offer and you list exactly what they get in your digital course and you list all the bonuses you're going to include, I want you to put that in front of a peer, someone you trust, someone that knows you and your business, and just say, what do you think of this offer? And of course, include the price point of that offer as well. And if you're going to do any payment plans. So put that, let's just say in a Google doc, and it should be half a page. It shouldn't be pages and pages because it's just your offer, what they get, what bonuses they get, how much is it? Is there a payment plan? And I want you to put that in front of some of your peers that you trust. If you're in a mastermind, a small group, people that know your business and just say, what do you think of this offer? And get feedback because shopping around your offer this way allows you to see how other people view this offer. And I would say the most valuable thing is if you could put it in front of your potential customers, but that might seem a little bit weird, you know, putting it in front of them before you actually put out the offer. I don't know if I love that. I don't think that's the best way to go pro in your business. So that's why I would keep it behind the scenes with your peers and get some feedback that way. Now, before you put together your offer, of course, you're going to do your course calls where you get on the phone with potential students. You learn who they are, what they are, or what they, not what they are, what they want, what they need. So that all comes before you put together your offer. But now you're shopping it around to your peers to get their feedback. I think that's really helpful. 
And part of that offer, of course, is the content that you create for your bonuses. So that's why I've made it its separate pillar because my bonuses can make or break an offer. So I want to spend some time on not only coming up with the bonuses, but making them really, really valuable. Again, one of my goals with bonuses is to get people to the finish line faster or to enhance the program so they get even bigger results than I promised them. So again, I made an episode all about bonuses. I'll link you to it. Finally, Pillar number six is paid relationship content. And this is the first time I've ever talked about content in this way. And I love that it is its own pillar in my business because that means I am intentional, getting back to that word I started with, I'm intentional about the kind of content I'm creating for my paid students. So here's what I see happen a lot in other courses. You buy the course, you never hear from the course creator again. Or you might hear from them once or twice, but then they kind of trail off and you feel like, where did they go? And now I feel like I'm stuck and I don't have any support. And so what I started to do is I like to get on live video once a week for my paid students. And I get on video and I answer questions for a full hour, sometimes more if there's a lot of questions. So every single week, my students who bought my programs, they see me. So they see me in real time on video and I'm answering their questions that they have in the moment while they're working on the content that I created for them to get big results in their business. And so I treat my Facebook group and my Facebook Live videos inside of those groups as part of my content creation. And I think that's what sets me apart from some of my competitors is that my students feel connected to me. Even a year after they bought my program, I'm still showing up inside of our private Facebook groups. Now, the great thing is because I show up that way, I can offer the private Facebook group and the live video as part of a bonus when you buy my program. My students see that as one of the most valuable bonuses. So I want you to start thinking of how are you creating paid relationship content? It doesn't have to be how I do it, but I want you to be reaching out to your students who already paid you money way after the fact that they paid you, and are you doing something that they feel like you're taking really good care of them? It doesn't mean that you have to show up live, but I really do want them to feel that they are connected to you as the course creator. I think that makes a huge difference. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, 
you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so the key lesson here is make it personal. For me, I make it personal by showing up live on video. For you, it might be special emails that you send them. Or maybe you do a review of the work they do in your program when they're finished. Or maybe it's something totally different. But the key lesson for paid relationship content, pillar number six, is that you make it personal so that they feel that they are connected to you as the course creator and as their leader, someone that's moving them forward in the area that they want to transform or excel in. So there you go. Those are your six pillars. I'm going to review them for you one more time. You've got the free attractor content, the free tribe content, and the free promo content, pillar one, two, and three. Pillar four is the paid course content, pillar five, paid bonus content, and pillar six, paid relationship content. And as I mentioned, if you're just starting out, I want your focus to be with the free attractor content and the free tribe content. And if you've been at it for a while, you have something to sell, really put your energy focus and your money into the free promo content so that you can really do a launch or a campaign or a promotion really well because you've built out the content to get people engaged in that promo. So very important. Okay, so there you have it. I hope you found the six pillars of my content creation process valuable. And as I promised in the beginning of this episode, I created a slide share presentation to show you some examples of these different pillars inside of my own business and just to walk you through the pillars visually so that this really hits home and you apply it to your own business. So if you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 195 in the show notes, I will link to my SlideShare presentation. So you'll be able to click on it and watch it right away. It's not even behind an opt-in. So you can get it straight away if you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 195. And before I sign off, this episode is brought to you by my program, List Builders Lab, where I teach you step-by-step how to grow your email list and build that foundation so you're actually growing your email list every single day and you no longer have to worry that you don't have a list to promote to. It's so important that you focus on list building and I want to help you get started. So I have a free masterclass called how to create your ultimate list building catch up plan. And you can find it at amyporterfield.com forward slash build my list amyporterfield.com forward slash build my list. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Next week's episode is all about webinar tips, tricks, and strategies that I've been dying to share with you to enhance your entire webinar experience. So I'll see you next week in episode 196. Until then, make it a great week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.